0: Welcome to Communicate to Lead, for leaders and aspiring leaders who want to clarify their message and communicate with impact. I'm your host, Keely Belton. In this show, you'll get all the tips and strategies you need to communicate with impact and lead your team to excellence. Let's get straight into today's episode. How many times do you find yourself over apologizing? Someone bumps into you and you say, I'm sorry. Someone squeezes into the elevator, forcing you to step aside and you smile sheepishly and say, sorry. Have you seen the Pantene commercial where women constantly apologize for things they didn't do wrong? If you haven't, grab the link in the show notes and go check it out. You'll definitely enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should never apologize. A genuine apology in the right circumstance is a powerful way to mend relationships. There are mainly two instances where we should apologize. For example, when we've said something that's hurtful or offensive. And when we've hurt someone's feelings or we interrupt them while they're speaking. But today... I'm talking about the constant need to apologize without justifiable reason. Research has shown that women tend to over-apologize more than their male counterparts. And to make it more interesting, it seems some cultures are more prone to over-apologizing than others. An article I read a while ago implied that the British tend to apologize more than their American counterparts. So that's probably where I fall in. I have a very strong British influence as a South African. And so now I finally get it. So today I'm talking to you if you constantly apologize for things that are not your fault. Here are some situations where you don't need to apologize. For things other adults have done, for things that are out of your control, for asking a question or for your feelings and your appearance, for not having all the answers. No one expects you to have all the answers, so don't apologize for it. And if you don't suffer from this affliction, good on you please continue listening today so you can help empower others to stop undermining themselves. Because ultimately, that is what we're doing when we are over-apologizing, constantly saying, I'm sorry. We are undermining ourselves, especially in the workplace. Okay, confession time. I used to be a serial over-apologizer. Wait, is that even a thing? Anyway, I'm totally owning that. Serial over apologizer. I often would apologize out of empathy for someone or when I felt bad about something. For example, if a friend's car were wrecked by someone else, I'd say, gosh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Why am I apologizing when I'm not the one who wrecked the car? Or if I needed someone to do something work-related, I'd say, Hey, I'm sorry, I need you to complete this task so we can get it to the client by tomorrow. Another example is I'd go grocery shopping. You know this happens. Uh, You're at the store, lots of people are around, people are bumping into you, trying to pass by, maybe trying to get to an item, and you're standing right in front of it. And someone would ask if they can get by, and instead of just stepping aside, I would apologize before doing that. Okay, To bring it back to the workplace. Often I'd raise my hand in a meeting and I'd say, Sorry, have you thought about the following implications for the project? Why on earth was I doing that? It wasn't until a friend and really good colleague made me aware of what I was doing and how it was hurting my credibility that I actively worked to stop this bad habit. It finally took me understanding what impact my constantly saying I'm sorry had on who I was and how I was being perceived within my work. And of course, I'm really proud of what I do. I want to be seen as a hard work, as a team player, but I also want to be seen as someone who's confident, who knows what they're doing and who others can rely on. So I decided to work on that habit. I realized I could show empathy without apologizing, and we'll get more into that in a few minutes. I have to be honest, it wasn't easy, and sometimes I still fall back into the trap of over-apologizing when I'm not intentional with my communication or when I'm tired or emotional you know, that happens, we're human, and then it instantly slips out, I'm sorry. And of course, I hear it right after I've said it. So first things first, if you constantly over-apologize, you are not alone. I was where you are, and I know of others who struggle with this habit. Some of my clients, we working on that. So today's episode is all about giving you tips and strategies to empower you to break this habit because it is not serving you. It's not serving you. It's not serving your career. And it is not helping you. And that is why you have the power to change it. And I'm going to give you those strategies and tools that you can take with you right away. So make sure to grab a pen and paper, because when we get into all the different strategies, you want to take some notes so that you have it handy. And the next time, instead of saying, I'm sorry, you'll know what to say instead. Let's get into it. The first thing you need to be clear on is whether you are constantly apologizing, because you might be listening to me right now and think, Keely, I hear what you're saying, but this is definitely not me. It's not applicable to me. But before you tune me out, keep listening. Because even if you don't over-apologize, you might recognize someone in your life who needs you to help them create some self-awareness around this habit. Think back to my friend and colleague. If she had not told me, hey, are you aware you are constantly saying sorry when you don't need to or shouldn't, and this is the impact it's having. So you, my friend, could be that person for a friend, a colleague, a family member who might not even be realizing that they are constantly apologizing. So you get to do that for them. I mentioned a few examples of instances where I over-apologize and here are a few more. Maybe you approach a colleague with, I'm sorry to bother you. Do you have a minute to talk? As a matter of fact, If I have it correct, this one also shows up in the Pantene commercial. So if you haven't checked it out, click the link in the show notes and go look at it. It's pretty funny and it's a great way to create awareness in a fun and humorous way. Another example is you find yourself saying sorry for something someone else did Maybe it's a partner, a spouse. For me, it was something different. I remember my first ever trip to New York City. It was 2010 and I was there for the Christmas holiday season and booked myself into an Airbnb. I had an incredible time. On Christmas Eve, I was alone and my host could not travel to visit her family. So I invited her out to dinner. We went to a really nice restaurant in Manhattan where the evening started great. We ordered cocktails. The conversation was wonderful. And then the server took our food order. When the food arrived, my host was very upset to see A pile of raw meat, quote-unquote. Those were her exact words. She insisted that she'd like her steak to be cooked well done. Ask me what she ordered. Well, the server tried to explain that steak tartare is always served raw. If you don't know what steak tartare is, it's basically meat that's raw with lots of herbs, so, it's really flavorful. But if you don't eat raw meat, that is probably not the dish you should order. I did not realize that she did not know what it was. And I didn't want to make the assumption that I had to tell her, hey, are you aware of this? So, when she ordered, I ordered my salmon dish. We would continue talking, of course, until the food arrived. And that's where things fell apart. Long story short, My host demanded to see the manager and proceeded to tell him completely off for their unhygienic cooking methods. She finally received a different dish on the house and she was happy. So we managed to salvage the evening, but it didn't end there. When we left the restaurant or when we were about to leave the restaurant, I made a quick detour and apologized to the server and the manager for my friend's behavior. I look back at that incident and I wonder why I felt the need to apologize. I mean, I had done nothing wrong and the manager had handled it beautifully and very professionally. The moral of the story is this. You don't need to apologize for what others have done or not done even if it's your significant other. Let them own their mistakes, what they're doing. Don't take it on. There's enough in the world to take on. Don't take that on. Okay, so you might be wondering, why do some people have that need to over-apologize and others don't? Well, you might not even be aware that you are constantly saying sorry, unless someone points it out to you like my friend and colleague did. Perhaps you want people to like you and you think by constantly apologizing, others will see how nice you are. Maybe you want to make the injured party, the person who is upset, feel better, even if it wasn't your fault. So you apologize in hopes that things will get fixed. You could be feeling responsible for mistakes of others or their inappropriate behavior. So these are some of the reasons why we sometimes over-apologize. Maybe it's self-esteem issues. You're feeling unsure of yourself. You want others to like you and you think this is the way to do it. I'm here to tell you it is not. Constantly apologizing, constantly saying I'm sorry is not the best way to get others to like you, respect you, see you as the expert in your industry or in your field. Because what's the impact of over-apologizing? Why should you stop doing it? Well, over-apologizing can dilute your apologies when they are most needed. Think of the boy who cried wolf. When you say things, the same things repeatedly when it's unnecessary, by the time you truly need to say it, People won't want to hear it, and they probably won't believe you. Your apologies run the risk of becoming hollow words. And by constantly apologizing, you can come across as less confident. You could come across as if you're apologizing for your very existence, and that is nothing to apologize for. Don't make yourself wrong by constantly saying sorry. It can even be seen that you are making excuses instead of taking ownership of fixing what went wrong. What comes to mind here is a high school friend of mine. Back when we were in high school, we had this English teacher and she was very particular about how she liked things, what we needed to do. So she would call on my friend and say, hey, why didn't you do this? And my friend would apologize. I'm sorry, Miss Fisher. And Miss Fisher got to the point, you know, halfway through the year she said, "Stop saying sorry. Fix it." And then of course my friend would say, "Yes, Miss Fisher, I'm sorry, Miss Fisher." And <laughs> (laughs) At that time, it didn't mean anything to me. It was just, it was simply the way she was. But looking back at it with the lens that I currently have as a communication specialist, and of course, in terms of wanting to fix my own mistakes, I look back at my life and I I acknowledge and I recognize what people have done and how they've done it and how we can find better ways of doing that. So when I think about that, I think of my friend's. And by the way, she's still a very dear friend. Okay, now that you know what over-apologizing looks like, why some of us do it, and what impact it has, here are some strategies to help you change that habit. Instead of saying sorry, let's introduce you to nine phrases you can use immediately for more direct communication with those around you, whether it's at work or in your personal life, at home, with friends and family. So grab a pen. If you haven't grabbed one yet, now is the time to grab that pen so we can get into these nine strategies. Number one, respond with a thank you instead of saying sorry. An example is rather than apologize for being late, say thank you for your patience or thank you for waiting for me. Instead of saying sorry for a delayed response, say thank you for your patience as I figure out what's going on. That's simple. Thanking someone sounds a lot better than apologizing for something. Strategy number two Use the phrase excuse me. Many of us use I'm sorry and excuse me interchangeably. And that's okay. But they have very different impacts. I'm sorry means you did something wrong or I did something wrong. While excuse me refers to or means you trying to catch someone's attention or asking someone to move because you need to pass them by. For example, if you didn't hear what someone said, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said, respond with, excuse me, can you repeat that again? Note the confidence when saying, excuse me, instead of, I'm sorry. And that's what I love about the British as well. We tend, Well, I'm not British, by the way, but I have a lot of influence around that. So we definitely use excuse me a lot more, which is great. Strategy number three, when you can't do something for someone, don't say, I'm sorry, I can't do that today. Rather replace that with, unfortunately, I can't complete the report today. Unfortunately, I don't have time to attend the meeting today, but I'd be happy to attend next week's one. Do you see how you still empathically communicating directly instead of saying sorry? Number four, don't apologize for bothering people at work. We are at work, we are expected to be bothered. We are getting paid to collaborate, work together, get things done. So don't apologize. Instead of saying, "I'm sorry, can I bother you for a few minutes, opt for, "Good morning. Do you have a few minutes to talk?" Or you could say, "Is now time for a quick question?" and then and wait to hear what the person says. Strategy five express appreciation for feedback and others helping you to increase your self-awareness. When a colleague highlights mistakes you've made in a document or maybe during a presentation or in a meeting, curb your need to immediately apologize. Instead of saying sorry, say, thank you for pointing that out. Is there anything else I need to be aware of? That tells them you are open feedback. You are open to hearing what they have to say because you want to fix that. And for example, if you want to say, I'll get right on that, include that in that sentence. Go ahead and add that because that's a good indicator to say, hey, I want to get the results. I want to fix things instead of apologizing. Because when we're apologizing, what we're doing is we focus on what went wrong, what's in the past, instead of, hey, Let's look ahead and let's take a look at what results do we want and how do we get to those results. So there you have it. Number six, when you disagree with someone, rather than saying, I'm sorry, but I disagree with you, say something different. Rather say, I have a different opinion. Here's what I think and why. So you're not making yourself wrong. You're not making the other person wrong. You're simply rationally telling them, This is a conversation that we need to have. And this is what I think. That's what you think. Let's have an open discussion. Number seven, if you need to have a hard conversation with someone, which often happens within the work environment, at some point, you're going to have to have a hard conversation. So instead of starting with an apology like, I'm sorry that I have to share this with you. Go for, we need to have a tough conversation and it will be hard for you to hear. You're preempting the person, you're setting it up, you're creating the context, but you are not apologizing. You're not saying you did something wrong. Strategy eight. Ask people for feedback. For example, if a colleague or perhaps your boss shares something that she's unhappy with, instead of apologizing, go with, can you tell me what I could have done differently or what I can do differently next time? This will also help you focus on getting the desired results instead of focusing on what didn't work. Focusing on what didn't work is helpful Only when we want to learn from it. But when we wallow in all that, we're not really moving forward. We're not getting things done. So really open yourself and say, hey, I want to hear your feedback. Please share it with me so I can do better next time. And the last strategy, not the least though, you can show empathy without saying sorry. Yes, you can. Take it from someone who does it a lot. Instead of saying, ugh, I'm sorry someone wrecked your car. Rather go with, that's a really tough situation to be in. What can I do to help? This is a great way to show empathy and support your friend in a way that will be meaningful to them. Not to me, not to you, but meaningful to your friend by asking them that, you giving them a gift by saying, I am here for you. I want to hear what you want and how I can be of assistance. And that's it. Okay, my friend, those are the nine most significant strategies that will transform you from serial apologizer to confident communicator. It's time you take your power back and communicate directly and confidently at work. Your colleagues will notice the difference in how you come across. And the big bonus is you can use these same strategies in your personal life. It's a win-win-win situation. You gain back your self-esteem, you win at work, and you win in your personal life. What's not to love? By the way, if you've been listening to me and realize you are not a serial apologizer, congratulations, that is seriously amazing. But can I ask you a favor? I bet you know at least one person in your life who could benefit from the strategies I shared today. Please share this episode with them. They will thank you and I will be eternally grateful that you're helping spread the word and helping others become stronger communicators. And that's a wrap, my friend. Thank you for tuning into the August series, filled with all kinds of strategies and tips to strengthen your work communication. I'll see you in two weeks for another exciting conversation with an inspiring leader. I can't wait. You're going to love the conversation. So make sure you don't miss it. See you then.